This is the Tulsa World Newsroom Podcast. I'm Jason Collington, editor of the Tulsa World. I'm here with Lindsey Crable Burton, uh, who has uh, had a tough job the last few months uh, covering the Tulsa Public School Board. Um, there's been a lot of things happen, uh, and she's been front row for all of it. Um, those meetings last a long time, and if you're wondering why you pay for the Tulsa World, it's for me to be able to pay Lindsay to sit there for hours and hours and hours at Tulsa's school board meetings. Uh, one of the important beats, one of the most important beats we have here at the Tulsa World, and that's why we entrusted her with it. She's an incredible reporter uh, who brings a lot of experience, and she's also a TPS mom. Uh, and so she, when she's sitting there at that meeting, she's not just sitting there for you, the reader. Uh, she's also sitting there uh, as a parent. Um, Lindsay, let's talk about the empty seat, the long empty seat on the board. It's been uh, this drama started January 23rd. Uh, kind of take us from there. What what happened that day and what's happened since? Well, technically, it started before January 23rd. Uh, that is the day that now former board member Hudith Barba Perez's resignation took effect. However, she actually tendered that resignation about two weeks prior and the night she tendered the resignation, there was a request made of her to make it effective immediately. <laughs> uh, that really didn't go over too well. Um, but since January 23rd, uh, the District 2 seat has been vacant. Um, if you're playing the home game, District 2 includes the campuses of Emerson, Kendall Whittier, McKinley, Mitchell, Owen, and Sequoia Elementary Schools. Uh, Unity Learning Academy, which is an elementary school, but slightly different name, uh, Carver Middle School, Booker T, and uh, Will Rogers College and Middle, Middle, College Middle and High School. Um, they're also, there's also a TPS charter school within D2 and one of the partnership schools, uh, Phoenix Rising. So think north end of Midtown and part of North Tulsa. And again, yeah, and, and but the, 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 the big thing I want to get to quickly is we're talking about some important schools. They're all important schools. Yeah. We're talking about a district not being represented. Why should people care about this? Why why has this drug out from January 23rd to now? What, what Why should people care about what's going on here and why are we covering it? Why folks should care. With that vacant seat, that means there are six folks on the board. That means that we've had routine items end in three, three ties, including staffing, basic staffing, a civics curriculum that was proposed to be adopted by Tulsa Public Schools was not approved because it ended in a 3-3 tie. Additionally, even though, yes, those are the physical campuses, I mean, so, several of those are magnet schools. So you, you have kids who go to school in D2, but they don't physically live in D2. Or on the flip side, they live in D2, they go to school outside of D2. So it's... That particular district, just like the other board districts, has a has an imprint across Tulsa Public Schools. Yeah, and it, it in this unfortunately, this person who had the job uh, wasn't coming to meet very many meetings leading up to her resignation. That is yes, and that has been pointed out um, in the just under two years that Hudith Barba Perez was on the board, she missed more than a dozen meetings. But that includes regular and special. Right. And which has prompted, you know, there have been some folks who've said, well, okay, she's been gone. So this is no different than us not having representation. The argument that's been brought forward from District 2 residents in the board meetings, in, you know, speaking during public comment and citizens' comment is 
yep, you're right. She was absent. She did miss meetings, but she at least responded to emails. She would at least acknowledge that, hey, we have concerns right now with that seat vacant. We don't feel like we have anybody we can reach out to. Yeah. Yeah. You would say that this is kind of the reason that we keep writing about this is that we, we hit, there's a process. They started the process. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what happened? And it's still going. Um, under state law, school boards have si up to 60 days to appoint somebody if there is a vacancy. And I mean, I've been on this beat for, since January 2021, and there have been at least five other seats off the top of my head with school districts around the Tulsa area that have been filled via appointment and that didn't necessarily take this long. I mean, heck, Katusa had three in one year. Um, at this point, it, I mean, they've had three meetings with agenda items to vote on an appointment, and each time it's been tied. On it when that you know, when an individual's name has been brought forward to potentially appoint, um, we had one member question the process followed, particularly after allegations were raised about criminal backgrounds, you know, criminal records of two finalists. We've got, and we have another board member who has made it clear from jump that he just wants the seat filled via an election. Although, but again have to at least make the good faith effort to try to appoint somebody. And I also think it's worth pointing out that if some, when and if somebody is appointed, he, she, they would only serve through the 2024 election cycle right. uh, because of how state law is worded. Um, so, and then this, the D2 seat would be on the ballot for tw in 2024 for one year. So, um, the way that I've explained it to at least one other colleague is that Whoever, if someone gets appointed, it's like having a long-term sub almost. I mean, if this person right. chooses to run in 24, power to them. But they're not, you know, it's, there's no guarantee that they may, that they may want to. And like every, re-elected in 24. Right. And in like every single school in Oklahoma, long-term subs are kind of becoming the norm, unfortunately. Um, so as I said, we've got people that, uh, look like they're going to get the job and then find out they have a felony conviction. Uh, then we are going to open it up again. Right now we're in the window of um, we've got three new candidates uh, that you have just written about. Uh, talk about who they are. If they're um, so the board voted Monday night to open the window back up for less than 48 hours since Tulsa public is out on spring break all next week. Uh, the three new candidates, one is a former board member, uh, Paul William Thomas. He served on TPS's Board of Education in the late 90s and early 2000s, including a stint as uh, school board president. Um, Rob Allwine is a parent of students at Kendall Whittier, which is one of the schools in District 2. And the third applicant, Jennifer Campbell, is a Booker T grad. Again, a connection to one of the D2 schools within District 2, graduate of Langston, and currently a seminary student. Um, she mentioned in her application that she is also the daughter and grandchild of teachers. So she's had a vested, she hence the vested interest in public education. Yeah. And, and it, so we've got, we've got three candidates. Again, the vetting process was something that has been brought up because, again, um, the people that kind of made the final cut list uh, were not qualified uh, based off their background. Um, is there going to be vetting of these candidates this time? So 
school board applicants are they are not required to undergo a criminal background check under state law. Now the district has the, you know, the board has the option to implement that, that, but that has been voted down more than once because the folks who were elected to the board were not subject to a criminal background check. When you apply, you know, you sign a statement saying, I attest to meeting all these qualifications, but it's not necessarily the same level of scrutiny that say a teacher has to undergo to you know to be in the classroom or even a parent volunteer um it was brought up at monday night's meeting that that if something is brought to light you know if a, if the community if a community member comes forward with concerns like with what happened with two previous finalists uh the board will go into executive session to with their attorneys to figure out how to handle it basically uh, they did not want to set hard and fast ground rules ahead of time in case just because you don't know what's going to come up. Right. You know, you set right. hard and fast ground rules, then it, it may wind up not necessarily being applicable to that specific situation. So <clears throat> since you've gotten this job, again, you, you were a longtime journalist before you came to the Tulsa world, uh, worked for a number of other publications, had a, another of other kind of jobs. Um, I know that drama wasn't what attracted you to this beat. Uh, what would you say is is what attracted you to to take on this job? It, education for a long time has been something that we've really focused on. We've had incredible education reporters uh, in my uh, two decades of working here. Um, and again, you you don't write a lot of inside stories. You write front page stories on what we believe is a very important thing. And right now, we've got the legislator. A legislature trying to battle out what we're going to do when it comes to public education. The future of public education is kind of on the uh, on the floor of the of the house. Um, what what attracted you to this job? Because again, uh, I've had to sit with you at some board meetings because of uh, certain drama and, <laughs> and security concerns. To be honest, um, what what why this job? Why did you pick this? A new challenge. Um... I wanted a new challenge, although I honestly, when I did, when I applied, I did not expect to have to need a bodyguard at a few board meetings, I'll be honest. Um, no, I, you know, it was just an opportunity to try something a little different. Um, and I'll be, I, and so far, it's definitely been different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that we have, uh, we've definitely had some interesting conversations at all hours of the day. Uh, trying to figure out how to, you know, unfortunately, uh, board meetings, and this is something that's going on across the country, uh, open meetings uh, of public entities um, have gotten a little off the hook a little bit, um, little bit. At, a at a pocket, as the kids say. Uh, and you are sitting there trying to cover an open meeting um, at, a, at a public institution and um, there are there are people there that are wanting to either cause some chaos. Uh, there's other people who want to make a comment. We don't mind them. Uh, we've had uh, we've not only have you uh, not felt safe at all times. We, our photographer uh, has been um, approached in a in a um, I'm not going to say violent. I'm going to say aggressive way. Yeah. Um, and uh, this has been we, we've had this not only here, we've had this issue in Owasso um, with Art Hathaway, the uh, Owasso reporter editor there, 
having an issue with uh, being confronted by parents uh, in the parking lot after a meeting. Um, so as I said, it's, it just seems like that this is uh, something that has uh, gotten a little hyped up, but I assure you that we're going to be there every time. Um, and again, I appreciate you, Lindsay, for, for taking, again, it's one thing to try to file a story on deadline. It's another one to try to file a story on deadline when you've got a parent coming up from behind you uh, and getting in your personal space um, and then having people say things under their breath and in front of your face uh, continuously. <laughs> I said, it just seems like things have been ratcheted up a little bit and our attempt to keep, keep put you in a safe place. Uh, and again, I, I, I appreciate the Tulsa Public School Board president and the superintendent taking the security concerns seriously. We got, we asked for more security to be there and they have responded. Um, and some of that's been tapped down, but uh, covering public education in 2023 is not, it's not selling ice cream, is it? It's not for the faint of heart by a long shot. Yeah. Um, so. Well, what do you, what is, so what is next? So we've got these three people um that are up the three additional candidates uh we got still that some of the candidates from the old school um so what what what's what's next here so what's next well T tulsa public like everybody else is out on spring break the week of the 13th the board has a regularly scheduled meeting on the 20th and they are this will come back before the board yet again going, making it for fourth time's a charm, I guess, to consider an appointment uh, because it is at a regular meeting and it will be on the action agenda. There will be another opportunity for public comment. So district two folks will be able to weigh in yet again on the folks, the carryover candidates, the three plus the three new folks. If they cannot, if somebody cannot get the four votes needed to be appointed, the board has until that, that following Friday, the 60-day clock runs out on March 24th. After that, if that seat is still vacant, then legally the board can call for a special election. Uh, if they do call for a special election, the earliest that that election could be held is mid-June. 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 Because you have to allow time for candidates to file with the Tulsa County Election Board. You have to allow time for folks to register to vote because special election. You have to allow for time for absentee ballot requests. If there are more than two candidates, then that means the potential for a runoff being needed. That runoff would not be until September. So you so would potentially have a seat vacant for up to nine months yeah yeah and those elections are not done for free tps would be would have to pay for to, to hold those elections and that would be in the ballpark of approximately 33 to thirty-five thousand dollars just for the june election if they need a runoff double that figure no because and the elections and, and again, one of the things that, you know, that this three, three tie, you've definitely, it, it's, just, it seems to be the same three and the same three, right? So we've got Usually, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got three who are saying yes to things 
many times with three saying no, and then we've got three, the other three saying yes, and the other three saying no. So it, it yes. definitely seems like there is a split here. And again, this board was designed for seven members. Yes. To stop the three, three madness that can be created. Now, again, whatever, if you've got your opinions of why you're voting no, and you've got your opinions, you're, that's their job, right? Um, yeah. But again, another you know, going on through the summer of meetings, uh, there could be three, three madness happening for months yeah. going forward. I mean, I mean, there are some pretty basic things that still have, I mean, for example, Tulsa Public Schools has not set its academic calendar yet for 23-24. That could potentially, I mean, there's the potential for that to be held up in a 3-3 tie, particularly given that they're considering adjusting their bell schedule for next year. There, there are prom venues that haven't been approved, which I know that sounds pretty small potatoes, but that's still yeah. a basic responsibility of the board to approve prom venue contracts. And then there's the bigger, the you know, the big ticket items, you know, teacher contracts and, the, you know, paying the utilities, things like that. Right. Well, this is where, again, I say uh, sometimes people forget what it is that we do here. And what we do here is we try to work this stuff out. We try to put this stuff out uh, and let you know if you're a TPS parent, if you're a TPS, if your taxpayer money goes to TPS, if you're a, you own a home uh, in Tulsa, uh, if you pay state taxes, um, your money, this is your money. And we try to report on what they're doing with your money and how they're spending it. And again, um, it's not an easy job to be a, a school board member remind everyone the all the amazing incredible perks of being a school board member how much how much money do you make being a school board member how many millions it, is it i believe it is a whopping 25 dollars per month it's either per month or per meeting it's do dollar dollar bills you know <laughs> but again i will I would say, and you would probably agree with me, that it's one of the most important jobs in a community is that school board. Potentially, uh, yes. Because you're you're deciding on a lot of things. And again, if we don't get our schools right, we don't get a lot of other things right. Uh, and TPS has a host of issues like every single school system in Oklahoma being underfunded uh, for, you know, not, not even back to to 2000s funding levels in some cases. Yeah. Um, and so... Well, Lindsay, thank you for catching us up on this. Uh, as I said, we, what we try to do on this podcast is talk to the reporters and photographers working at the Tulsa World, working on the biggest stories. This is a story that I think I counted 15 stories you've written on this topic so far. Something like uh, that, yeah. <laughs> and, and so we wanted to kind of take a moment, look at this before this next meeting and uh, let people know if they've not been – I've not been in tune with this story. Uh, easy, I'll put the uh, some links to the latest stories in the show notes uh, so they can catch up. Uh, but if you're in TPS or you're a T Tulsa taxpayer, uh, this is a story that you, uh, you should care about. Uh, Lindsay, thank you for taking the time, and we will catch up. When all this gets resolved, we'll come back around and do a debrief uh, from there. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, thank you for – this is, again, the newsroom podcast uh, for the Tulsa. Well, we got about eight other podcasts uh, everything from OU uh, and OSU, TU Athletics. We've got uh, the Opinion Podcast with Jenny Graham, our editorials editor. If you haven't caught that, that's an, another one that you should check in uh, with. She does some really good interviews with newsmakers 
and had some really popular uh had some had some of the most popular don, uh, most downloads of any podcasts we've offered lately we also have the scene podcast where the guys over in scene uh get together and talk about the biggest things going on in arts and entertainment so we've got a, a nice menu of podcasts to look at uh you can find us on apple google spotify uh and again thank you for listening to this we'll we'll be, be, be we'll be back with another one here pretty soon thanks lindsay thank you